Hello, and welcome to the River Audio Podcast. Thank you for joining us today. We believe God has something unique to say to you, and our hope is that you feel His love stronger today than ever before. Enjoy the message. I want to open up and I want to pray because I've I've really... uh, I joke around, but I've had this word on my heart for strong for two weeks now. And to show you the confirmation of the Holy Spirit, pastor just preached last week, we win. And this has been in my spirit for over a week. And that's having a winning mindset. So I'm excited to bring that this morning with the help of God. Let's pray real quick. Father God, we love you so much. Holy Spirit, we thank you that you were in the room. And we just pray, Lord, right now over hearts and minds, God. I pray against distractions, God. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would speak through me. I turn myself over to you for the word and the manifestation of everything that you would like to say and do this morning. I praise you and I thank you so much. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. So the Lord gave me this word a while back, having a winning mindset. And pastor preached last week about we win. And that stuck in my spirit too and added to this even of what God's put in my spirit. Because a lot of times as believers, we do win. We have moments of victory. We have things that happen in our life that, that, are, that are joyful, that uplift us, that we signify and label a victory. But not oftentimes do we have a winning mindset. Not oftentimes do we have a winning mindset. And this is crazy, guys, because when God hit me with this word, he said, this is going to be something you're going to have to have going in 2022. Everybody's already got their resolution list, and I'm finna hit this. We finna go hard. You know, we we got all this great stuff that we want to do. But as a believer, God was just, he was just hammering my spirit with everybody's all amped up, and that's great. But if we don't channel that energy right, it it can hurt us. So so God began to put this in my spirit, having a winning mindset. And there's three things. Now, I want to talk about some practical things that are going to tie into spiritual things. So you're going to have to bear with me, but I believe you will be blessed today. Amen. There were three things um, starting off that God hit me with. One, and when you think of a team, when you think about discipline, everybody knows it's no secret. I love sports. All right. Um, Love. Yeah, really? Who knew? Um, I love sports. I love how personal God is, though, because he can show me something and turn it in a personal way, and even use the things I like. Amen? So there were three things. There was discipline, consistency, and execution. Discipline, consistency, and execution. And I would like to start by saying everyone wants to win at something. But the problem is that comes with a cost. That comes with a cost, which is why people make the mistake at... If they want to win, they make of this the mistake of not doing anything about it. Side note, you can't win at what you don't value. You cannot win in an area, if it's your family, if it's your job, you cannot win in an area that you do not value and respect. Jesus says in Matthew 6, this is not our main text, by the way. Jesus says in Matthew 6, 24, for where your treasure is, there will be your heart also. I have to respect it and I have to value it. I'm setting the stage here. Now on the other side, something that doesn't cost you anything is to win it doing nothing. 
when it doing nothing? First of all, Zig Ziglar said, if you aim at nothing, you'll hit it every time. If you aim at nothing, you'll hit it every time. And it started to take me down the road of how many times do we get all amped up and excited, but we're not aiming at anything. We're not taking the passion. And it began to, God, the Holy Spirit began to download this to me. So like we get a revelation or we get a word or we get a vision from God, but it lays dormant and goes nowhere. And, and we don't do anything with it because we don't aim that thing. We get all excited over it. And then normally we sit and take a step back and wait on God to bring the thing to pass. Never getting our mind right, all the while getting excited and amped up over, this is what the Lord said. This is what he's going to do. Look out. Knock open the door. We get so excited, but we never move to action. So what? another thing that, that I'm saying here is our mindset is so crucial. Why do you think the enemy starts there? Why do you think he starts there? He doesn't care how much I rev hurrah. Hey, let's go. We got to. He doesn't care how fired up I get. If my mind is a wreck and I'm not allowing the Holy Spirit to come in and minister to my mind, I'm not positioning myself with the word of God to get in it, to make myself get in it, to make myself read it, to praise God, whether I feel like it or not. This is going to kind of be like one of them locker room talks where coach is like, look, I know you don't feel like you got much in the tank. I, I, I know you don't feel like there's times I you need to know that there's times I don't feel like worshiping. There's times I get on the drums while I love playing drums and ministry. And there's, I'm like, God, I'm tapped. You got to help a brother out. I am finished. And the Holy Spirit. But see, I have to position myself to get my mind right. I have to choose. And this is where a lot of you are, I believe, with the help of God and the Holy Spirit. You almost have a crossroads. This stage frame is perfect. Because on one side, you have the Holy Spirit saying, come on over. I got you. I got you. I know you got nothing left. I know you don't have any strength. I know you think that situation is absolutely going to kill you. But I need you to come over here in faith. See, there's action behind faith. Faith is also something that is a mindset. Why do you think if the devil can get your feelings, he can get your faith? Because we tie our feelings to it. We got our feelings too much invested. Well, that doesn't look like it. That doesn't look like what God said. I thought... This has been five years now. This should have been done. Like, I'm mad. And so I get all caught up in my feelings. All the while, my mind is a wreck. So why would God bring me into anything of promise? I'm not ready to receive it. We're going to go to our main text today, and we're going to talk about the prophet Daniel. If you have your Bibles, go to Daniel 6. We're going to dive into our main text today. And I'm going to lay, I'm going to lay a little groundwork and overview here. Give everybody a minute here. So right now, King Darius is reigning out of Persia. Now, this is after King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon, and we hear about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. This is, this is after that. So if you have your Bibles, go to 6, Daniel 6. I'm going to start at verse 10, and I'm going to read. So first, though, let me, let me point out, it's all in chapter 1. Daniel, the Bible says that he had an excellent spirit. Daniel is serving King Darius. 
He's serving in his courts. And the Bible says that he had an excellent spirit. And then it said that they made a plot against Daniel to try to find fault. How many of you know anytime you are doing what you're supposed to do, somebody, those people, is going to try to find fault. We call those haters where I come from. So they out there, they coming, and, and just know that they're coming. If, if, they, if they ain't at your house yet, they're on their way, right? So we call them haters. So as a believer, the enemy loves to use that because they get on your nerves. They tick you off. They take you back to a place of the old you where you, you know, punch somebody in the face, cuss them out first, and then pray later. That you. You see what I'm saying? So the enemy knows who's going to pull those strings. So it's a little, little, you know, little Betty and all, all these people. You're because you already see them coming. You know what's coming on now. You know what's about to. Come on, man. You already start praying. So the enemy knows, and, and this is this is a turning here in 2022. Take inventory of who's surrounded. Who are you surrounded by? Who are you surrounded by? Because we talk about how powerful mindset is, but. How crazy is it if you allow four and five people that one don't value God, where God's taking you to, they have, they have no mindset to as far as advancing themselves and growing as far as what God's called them to do. I love you. See ya. And I will pray for you. It does not mean I don't love you. But for you to advance and go somewhere, sometimes everybody can't go and I know that's tough because we live in a world where everybody should make the team you know nobody should get cut God forbid somebody get cut well you know everybody's got to make the team well no they don't because <laughs> we're trying to get a championship we're trying to go somewhere we're trying to win we are trying to fulfill the will of God in the earth and I'm, I'm, I'm sorry the truth of the matter is everyone can't go and you saw this all the time in the word of God even the will of God, the plan of God will get established, whether it be through a prophet, through a disciple, through a man or woman of God. This is the direction. This is what God said. This is what we're doing. And you would see people lead by their droves, by the groups, by the groups. They would leave because they, hey, I don't want no part of that. That costs too much. I'm not giving that up. See, that's where mindset's important. Because when all hell breaks loose and things begin to come in, my, ah, Lord, help me. My spirit man can come up when I'm having trouble here. When I'm having trouble in my mind and the devil is bringing demonic thoughts and things to try to take me out, trap me, and kill me, my spirit man and the Holy Spirit can rise up and say, we're going, man of God, we are going. And thank God I have a helpmate and a wife and I have a river family and people who love me to say, hey, I know you thought you were stopping, but you ain't. <laughs> we going, let's go. That, that kind of mindset is what you want to be after. That's what's going to get you where God wants you. Jeremy, that was a phenomenal testimony. That was a, I just have to, I, I have to throw that out there. And just like he said, how the Holy Spirit's showing him stuff and, and building, and that's what he does. But I have to, when the time gets tough, and it will, and it's going to get challenging and hard, I've got to, and we talk so much about, and yeah, my heart does need to be in the right place. And Lord, help, help my heart to be in the right place. 
But oftentimes, your heart can be in the right place, but the enemy's doing so much overload damage in your mind. And it's countering what's going on in your heart. Your heart feels great about it, but your mind's like, man, God, I know you got this, but uh, you saw the bill, didn't you? You understand what I'm saying? You can know through faith in your spirit that it is done, that God is going to do it. Doesn't make me any less of a... This, oh, I'm going to get in trouble. Just warning. Doesn't make me any less of a believer that I'm having an, an attack of doubt in my mind. I'm not letting that thing kill me, but that's where the surrounding is important. Who I let in my corner. I preached that last year. But let's go to, let's go to the main text. Verse 10 of chapter 6. Now, when Daniel knew the writing was signed, so hold up. So they've made this decree. They plotted against Daniel, and they made this decree to the king. King, Daniel, they've pretty much said he's fine, except for in the light of the law of his God, meaning I don't like how you serve your God, is basically what's coming. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to tie this. So they got the king to write a decree, and we're going to get into it, verse 10. And when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, meaning it's official, he went home. Yeah, thank you, Holy Spirit. Hold on one second. When Daniel knew the writing was signed, he went home. But what trips me out, guys, is what he didn't do. Sometimes that speaks more volume than what he did do. He did not throw a scene, get all ticked off, cuss the king out, threaten to kill him and all his helpers and all. Hey, bro, <laughs> it's about to go down. I hope you're ready. <laughs> you don't threaten me. Like, he did not do that. He didn't get all in his feelings. He didn't get all in his flesh. The word says he went home. When the writing was signed, he went home. The second half of that verse. And in his upper room with his windows open toward Jerusalem. I love, love, love that. With his windows open toward Jerusalem, he knelt down on his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as his custom since his early days. Did you catch that? He, had, he knelt down on his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as it was in his custom for three days. I love that. Why is that powerful? It's powerful because it shows us a couple things about the prophet. And anytime you were a prophet, you probably, I, I'm going to go ahead and imagine you had a target on your back. In, anywhere you went. Think of a public place. Oh, what's the Lord saying today? And God forbid you're wrong. Because then your career is over. And the Holy Spirit pulls your card. Right? So there's a lot of pressure going on right here. It's a big deal. Right? The prophet's out here. So Daniel's prayed and he gave thanks. He went home. So what does that teach us about the prophet? One, he had discipline. Discipline was he went home. I didn't kick in your door, though I wanted to, and I felt like it. And boy, I, yeah, the old me would have definitely did it, but I didn't. Right? So he had discipline. Then it shows us, just out of verse 1, the prophet had consistency. Oh, I love this. Mindset, mindset, mindset. Consistency. The devil does not care if I win one and he wins 50. But if I'm faithful at saying, God, I jacked this thing up. I have to have you right now. 
every time, Holy Spirit, I need your help. Come into my mind. I'm laying hands on myself. I love my pastors. But guess what? Your pastors ain't always going to be there. Sometimes you need to lay hands on you and in faith pray no matter if you look crazy or sound crazy or whatever. It, it says it went to his upper room. You need to find you an upper room. You need to get somewhere. If it's your car, if it's your bedroom, you need to find an upper room where you can get alone with God, not care what anybody else thinks and go, God, I've, I, I have to have you. Holy Spirit, I, I need you before I go into this job so that I don't hurt nobody today. And I, I'm telling you, you, you're wondering how am I going to get by? You're wondering how am I going to advance? You're going to advance by allowing the Holy Spirit to change your mindset. And the prophet, he, did, he had these things. So he had discipline. We talked about that. He had consistency. He didn't just, this wasn't a one-time occasion. A lot of us treat God like a genie or Santa Claus. <laughs> well, I guess that prayer didn't work. You know, I already prayed. <laughs> Man, I guess God's not listening. Good night. No, consistency, consistency. I've already prayed about this, but also, see, and this is where we get stumped, and I love this right here, because on one side you have, God, please do this, and on the other side you have, I am so angry right now. If God does not do this, let's just be real. Let's just be real. I have moments, I have times and seasons where I get mad at God. And we don't talk about, that's the stuff we need to be talking about. Because that's the stuff the enemy holds you captive with. That's the stuff he locks you up with. You're ticked off at God, want to know why things aren't done yet. But he forces you not, the enemy forces you not to go to the Holy Spirit. Because you're all tied up in your feelings. So the prophet was disciplined. He was consistent. Three, execution. We're going to continue. Verse 11. Then the men assembled. And found Daniel praying, making supplication for his God. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Back up. Pump the brakes. All that stuff. The haters show up. And he wasn't ready to fight. You know what I love? He was not even focused on them. I don't know. The word doesn't tell me if he even knew that they had walked in. But what I love is what they found him doing. What they found him. That's the power of mindset. That's the power of mindset. When the enemy comes knocking at your door, what will he find you doing? What will he find you doing? Will he find you worshiping? Will he find you praying? Will he find you in the word? Will he find you in the spiritual gym pumping iron? Building your spirit man? Changing and shifting, transforming your mindset? God, I got some wrecked up stuff here. I need your help to change my views and my outlooks because I know that they're not right. I know that they're not right. As, and, so, and so then you have to look at the scope of as a mom, as a dad, as a husband, as a father, as a son. You have to look at all these different angles that the enemy comes in and tries to destroy your mindset. And maybe it's not in one of those areas. Maybe it's in all of them. Maybe it's in one. I don't know. But I feel like so much in my spirit, man, that this is how the enemy begins to dismantle our lives. He comes in and he, he just does overtime work in the mind. And yes, your heart's got to be right, but tomorrow's Monday, so when I don't have the praise team, the worship team, the pastors, when I don't have the fellowship of this awesome family here, you know, then what? Then I go out into a world that's broken, that needs the Lord, right? And that's, and that's draining, right? That's draining. So I have to have my heart in the right place and my mind in the right place. 
Because to a point, you're going out into a war zone. So, so, so let's carry on. 11. These men assembled and found Daniel praying and making supplication before his God. The supplication means he was pleading. He was pleading to his God. He was pleading to his God. Verse 12. And they went before the king and spoke concerning the king's decree. Have you not signed the decree that every man who petitions any God with man within 30 days except you, O king, shall be cast into the lion's den? They're like, hey, king, you got to honor what you said. Now, what does this, how does this tie in the scheme of the word that God's gave me today? It ties in the scheme in the way of any time you try to win at anything, you're going to have something called adversity. You're going to have, if you're trying to win at anything, if you're trying to be a, a good, you know, a good husband, a good father, a good dad, a, a good mom, a, a this, a great leader, uh, a great thing, I, I want to be elite in my job. I don't just want to be okay. I want to be elite. I want to hang my head on being the best. Anything, any goal like that, you're going to face adversity. You, you got to know that to begin with, just out the gate. You're going to face adversity. You're going to face things that are going to be, that are going to be big hurdles that are meant to stop you. And if you let them, they will. So I have to get us in the right mind frame of, of winning, of a winning mindset, things you might face. Because most believers get out there, and they're so supercharged. They're so supercharged and pumped up, right, with all this. And then they get out there, it's like, boom. Because nobody ever told me that when I went out there, though I was excited and I was charged and I was throwing Jesus at everybody, nobody ever told me that, hey, the adversity is going to be great because you're with Jesus. You're right. Thank you, bro. It's a duh moment, but you wouldn't believe how many times we go out there and we just get knocked around because we forget that I have to have the Holy Spirit out here, man. I, I need a transformation of my mind, which I have it in there. Let me, let me make a, a reference to that as well. Um, Romans 12 and 2, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is good and acceptable and p- the perfect will of God. That transformation of the mind. What's missing, God? What, what do I got to have? You know, I'm reading my Bible and praying. What do I need every day? I need a transformation of this thing. I need a transformation of this thing. Because all the while, while I'm making steps to advance and be that husband and be that son and be that father that, you know, God help me do this. God help me out here at my job. All the while, the enemy is trying to plant stuff here to take me back, to take you backwards. I just wanted to let you know a little insight of what the assignment is for the enemy is to take you backwards. It's to kill your advancement, and it's to destroy your mind in such a way that you won't want to go anywhere. You won't want to do anything. You'll quit. Pastor mentioned this. I don't know if it was last week, but a couple of weeks ago, him and Pastor Rose mentioned this. Almost like a, somebody described it as a spirit of heaviness, but I call it a spirit of I quit. I call it a spirit of I give up. Like, I'm not going to try anymore. And we just came out of 2021 with, you know, all the stuff that happened in our world with the pandemic and stuff. And it just seemed to, like, suck, just suck, not even the life, just everything out of people. And almost to, like Pastor was saying, that, you know what? I'm sorry, man. This is not worth it. I'm done. And, and, And seriously, because so we... 
we be, it begin to take everything out of you to where you have no strength. So what God is wanting to do and what the Holy Spirit is wanting to do is renew our minds, but there's a catch to that. I have to allow him to. I have to allow him to. Not knock on the door, ticked off, wondering why it's not happening week after week. And then months later, now I've quit the church and God and everything else because I, I just had a, a spiritual crisis. And woe is me, you need to help me or you're not a good believer either. That's, that's the scope. That is the scope of how the enemy plays. By the end of it, everybody's, everybody's against you. By the end of that's the demonic lie. That's the, that's the stealer of your joy. That's the, that's the destruction of your mindset. That's the goal for him. By the end of it, God, no, nobody wants to help you. Your attitude sucks. And so the enemy, now you've backed yourself in a corner where God wants to send help, and now he can't even, he can't even get to you because I built, they're in, this is just perfect. I built a wall. You know what I'm saying? I built a wall right here where I love you, but keep, 50, give me 50 feet, right? Stay in your lane, bro. All that stuff on the other side. And God's like, you know, yes, my Holy Spirit, yes, I'm here to help you, but I also use people. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. God uses and speaks through people. And if I can give you any kind of encouragement through the Holy Spirit this morning for going into 2022, don't burn your bridges based on a bad season. Don't burn your bridges based on a bad season of hell that you went through. Because some of those bridges are connections and resources God wants to use this year if I don't set the camp on fire. I mean, really. Because some of us, that's what we, that's the level we, and, and put this in scope. I really hope this is blessing somebody. This, that's the level that the enemy is able to get you to. Keep in mind, we're talking about my, like, mindset and mind games that he plays, right? So, if he can get you in yourself that much into that level, you're cooked. He now controls you. He now controls you. Think about it. A team that gets in their own heads, how great. We don't even have to play hard, and we're killing you. Because you now have tormented and got in your own mind. Your whole team is fighting themselves. You understand where I'm going here? The enemy his plan is try to get you to self-destruct. If he can use that job, so be it. If he can use that person, so be it. If he can use his family member, great. Whatever things that are necessary that he can keep you up at night, keep in your mind so that you will not advance, you will not go anywhere, you will not want to do anything. You'll stay in your bedroom with the lights off, wanting to sleep all day. Because the enemy, that's it. See, we always think of the enemy like, oh man, he's, he's like quick with it, man. He's just taking out people. Sometimes the enemy likes to kill people over time. He likes to take you out over time. And so he'll start with something. He'll start with something, and he'll, he'll just let it cook. He'll just let that thing cook. He'll just let it cook. Go to verse 12. 
And they went before the king and spoke concerning the king's decree. Have you not signed a decree that every man who petitions any god or man within 30 days except you, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions? So I'm I'm also going to throw in something here. The king tried to help Daniel. If you read on. I mean, the king felt bad. His heart was, he tried to do, the word says he, he did everything in his power to help Daniel, but he had already signed a decree. But what I want you to, what, what I believe God wants us to get out of this morning is this. There are going to be things that are big in the form of adversity. In this case, it's a signed decree that no one can worship any other God or any other man, lest he be thrown in the lion's den. That's a big deal. Like basically, you do what we say or we're going to kill you. Like, that's what's going on here. And I have to remove the scope of Daniel being a prophet because while that is legit from the word, he was also a man. He's also a man. So he could have jumped stupid and did something else. He had the choice. The cho- better believe the choice was there. It's always there. It's always there. This is why we have to get our mind right. And this is why I'm like, Lord, into this next year, I need you to transform my mind. I need you to position me in a way to where I can make the right steps. A lot of people, a lot of us can make good steps. A lot of us have great goals, but we want to be making the steps that God wants us to make. Good steps aren't always God steps. I learned that the hard way. Like, oh God, I got, I got something. You're going to love this, right? Watch me do this. And God's like, ah, not the plan. That's probably what he's thinking. And I screw it up. And the Holy Spirit comes in. And I love it because he doesn't beat me over the head with a ball peen hammer and like, you idiot, you missed it. He loves me. And he says, son, I know you, I, yeah, I, I know you failed on this one, but I got you. But I got you. So if mindset is important to you, and it, you know, it's used in sports leadership, but if it's, if it's that crucial that the enemy uses it in such a powerful way, how much more important is it that we allow God and the Holy Spirit every day to come in and shift and shift? God, I need you to shift my mind. God, I need you to shift my mind. And guess what? Here's the hard part. All I'm supposed to do is deliver this word. It's up to you to step out and say, okay, God, do this thing. He's not going to force force it on me. I have to go to him. I have to go, hey, Holy Spirit, look, this is not right. I need you here. The prophet Daniel, and, and when God gave me this word, I saw it in a different light. I did. I saw it in a different light. Because so many times we talk about, oh, man, he got in the lion's den, and man, they, they didn't even touch him. Like we, and that's, that's exciting. I love that. That's great. But what gets me is, what do you need to win? All people that win at anything do something. It's a P word. It's called prepare. They never win by mistake. They don't win by mistake. And oftentimes, why do we act like our victories were in accident? How does that work? Please. Oh, man, we... Man, we... Man, we won that one, bro. It's, woo, man, I didn't know about that fourth quarter. <laughs> what? I'm on God's team. We're going to win. 
As long as I don't lose my cool and do something dumb, right? As long as I can keep my head right and continue to go to the Holy Spirit and go to the word of God. Jeremy in his testimony was saying in that dark time, he had to go to the word. You're not going to want to go to the word. I look at this as my playbook. You have to know that when you don't want to, you got to make yourself. That's the only way you're going to get where you need to go. You could surround yourself with the best people. And they can say, hey, you know what, Vince? I got, I, got, I got you right here. You need to go to the Word. You need to be framed. Well, duh. Yeah, I know that. But how many times do we get told that? And now I'm offended at you. I'm ticked off at you. Because you stated the obvious, but I don't want to do the obvious. So now it's your fault. And now I'm offended. And an offended church member, whoa, that's a whole nother sermon. So, what? <laughs> But here's my prayer this morning, guys, and I'm, I'm getting toward the end. You see all this in the body of Christ, and you hear this. I'm sure if you get on Facebook, I, man, let me tell you. I just think sometimes, man, Facebook needs to go away. I'm sorry not, and I'm not sorry at all. I think it needs to go away, man. I really do, because it is consistent at one thing, destroying great mindsets for people that are trying to go somewhere in life and in the body of Christ and in your walk with God. It is consistent and good at doing that. And we should not, and I have to check myself, man. I do, man. I'll be, you know, because I got family on here. It's the only way we can communicate. I get, you know, I'd be on here, i be like, Holy Spirit, be like, nope. Put that bad baby back in there. Put that bad baby back in there. Because, so I, I, have to, I have to check myself. Those little adjustments are what take you, I'm telling you, from over there to over here. I have to allow the Holy Spirit to come in. And maybe he's saying, hey, yeah, I need you to stay off Facebook for like a month. Like for real. You need to cleanse your spirit and your mind. Because we're going to get your mindset ready. Because how can I bring what I want to bring in 2022? Because you're still hung over, up over stuff from 2020. So I've, I've, I've got to shift your mind and get you aligned so that we can start really stepping together and moving together and working together and building this thing. Yeah, and building this thing. So you're going to need preparation. Don't just, people don't stumble up on winning at something. They prepare. It's plotted out in their mind. So our challenge today is going to be to plan out in our mind and hearts, how can I, Lord, help me to shift my mindset every day. And there was one thing that came to my mind too. Uh, maybe it's, and this is going to seem crazy at first, but I'm just going to say it. The placement of your Bible in your home. That hit me. Because I have a keyboard in our bedroom and I have that, I have my keyboard bench right there and I always sit down, you know, if I just get a little time or whatever, I'll, you know, pray and kind of use that time to talk to God. And the Holy Spirit one day is like, why don't you just put your Bible on that bench? Because you sit there pretty often. So it hit me like a ton of bricks because you're going to have to get some strategy, babe. You're going to have to get some strategy in your mindset on how can I read more at home? What does that look like? So many times we get, hey, you just need to read. Hey, you just need to praise God. Figure it out. I don't know. Hold on to your faith. <laughs> that was for Rose. <laughs> I love you. So... Oftentimes, especially in a lot of organizations, we throw the, the, the action at you, 
But we don't give you any application for that action. What does that look like? Me reading more. Does that look, does that look like maybe I drive to St. Louis every day and instead of radio or trash or whatever I listen to, maybe I can turn on technology that's in the Christian world now, Version Bible app, and just listen to a couple chapters. Turn on the Psalms, Proverbs. And, and so this thing is, I'm telling you, this thing is building where we're going to be without excuse because we've got this. And it, it's good. And I, and I know I made the social media comment. And Lord, help us with social media. And it can be a good thing and it can be a bad thing. It just depends on what you want to use it for. But we have now Audible Bible. We have, I mean, they have stepped it up. They got groups and all this stuff. And I got an email from the pastor of where this church is. I don't know if it's in North Carolina or whatever, but 2022, they're now launching something else. They haven't announced it yet. I'm amped. I'm amped. Because while we rag on technology, we, there are Christians that are spirit-led that God is using in technology, that he's using in fields of, this, of the earth. And we need that. We need more of that. That's how we're going to get the gospel out even faster. Amen? Praise team, can you come up here, please? I'm wrapping up, man. I'm wrapping up. I've got a couple more lines, and then I'm, I'm out. We're going we're gonna to be out of here. I would like us to notice something about Daniel. He could have played along. He could have done a lot of things. But he went to his God because he had discipline. He had consistency. Those two things allowed him to execute when he needed it. And I know that's like a sports parable, but that's what you want. You got to have discipline to do what you don't want to do. Read my Bible, pray, worship in the car, whatever's needed to get this thing right. Got to have the discipline. And then, Lord, I need you to help me to turn that discipline into consistency. Meaning this can't be a one-time occasion if I'm going to make it. Amen. If we're going to get through this as a family, we need to be going. We need to be doing this consistently, building our family, praying together, reading the Bible together, watching the chosen together. Love the chosen. If you haven't seen that, check that out. Those two things are going to allow us to execute, to get it done, to actually execute. And I had one more thing I wanted to to mention in this. Um, Here we go. So I. I feel like when you hear a lot of, I'm, I'm going to try to explain this the best way I can, Lord help me. You hear a lot of declarations in the Christian world. Um, I don't know how long everybody's been saved or anything like that, but you hear a lot. The, the, the body of Christ is good for making declarations. I decree a thing, and it's coming. Hit your neighbor, smack him. What? We're good at declarations, but something hit me when making this message, and I was bouncing this off. I was talking to my wife about this message, and I was like, babe, this part's just hitting me, and um, it was this. She actually reworded it for me. It says, a declaration without application is just a passionate statement with no backing. Mm. How many times in the body of Christ do people release death? I declare this but there's nothing behind it. There's no application. That's great, and that sounds awesome. How are we going to get there? And I'm going to say something else, too. 
I can't believe God tailored this like this with the stage. I'm just, I'm still flipping out, man. You're going to you're gonna have to bear with me. When we go through stuff in life with God, this is going to be really hard. So just get ready. But you're going to have to learn to marry process. I hope everybody catches that. You're going to have to learn to marry process. What that means is, God, if it doesn't happen tomorrow, I'm okay. If it doesn't happen the day after that, the week, the month, the year after that, I'm still yours. I still love you. You may have to help my mindset because I had a rough day and I'm tripping. And so is everybody around me today. But I'm, I'm still... I'm still on the path, on the journey. So what the enemy's looking for is a quick way out of just quit. That's what the enemy submits to you. That's what he submits to you. See, so many times we don't talk about that because you feel it in here. And I know you hear it up here because when you're going through all hell, just quit. Just quit. Just don't even worry about it. When God's saying, we got somewhere to go. I can help you. I'm your power supply through the Holy Spirit. I'm your navigator like a GPS. I'm going to take you somewhere. I've got plans for you. I have plans for your family. I have plans for you at this job. You may not understand why you're still there, but I do. I have plans for you in this season. All I need you is to get your mind on board. To get your mind on board. And that's tough. Because when we feel like we're supposed to be at a certain place or my heart feels a certain way about what God didn't do, it's hard for me to get my mind on board. Because I'm still battling, if I'm honest, I'm still battling what didn't happen. And it's crushing me up here. I'm still battling what God didn't do. And it's taking me out, if I'm honest. And that's where we've got to have the Holy Spirit every day. Every day. Every day. My prayer is, and our prayer, I believe, should be especially, we're still early. We're still in the first month of this new year. Holy Spirit, do inventory in my life. Do inventory. That's people. That's my time. I hope you caught that. My time. Am I wasting time in areas that caused me not to move toward division, that caused me not to move toward the plan of God, that don't bring about those things that are going to strengthen and enhance and empower me. I need those people. I need them on the team. Everybody else is probably getting cut. So you need to identify with God's help. Do inventory. Who are you going around? Who's got all your time? Are they moving in the direction that God is moving you. And see, in Christian body of Christ, Christendom, we think, okay, we can't be friends if they're not moving. Immature. That is not what that means. That means I pray for you. That means I love you. We may be going a different direction, but hey, I'm praying for you. I'm still here if you need me. But I'm, I have to go this way because I've been assigned. I've been assigned. God is wanting to align us for the assignment of what he has for us this year but we got to get our we got to get our hearts on board but i got to get my mindset right 
Thanks again for listening to the River Audio Podcast. We hope that these weekly sermons are an encouragement to your life. Make sure to stay connected with us throughout the week online at theriverworshipcenter.org and on Facebook and Instagram at The River.